0: Ever pinched pennies all year for that one family vacation only to feel the budget blues afterwards? If so, I was just like you. After 3 long vacationless years, I stumbled upon travel hacking and cracked the code to amazing vacations that I could
1: actually afford. Welcome to Hacking Your Wanderlust. In this podcast, you will discover how opening credit cards strategically can save you thousands on travel. We're not just dreamers anymore. We're two adventurous moms turning dreams into reality. Join us as we spill all the travel hacking secrets. And contrary to popular belief, traveling on points
0: and miles isn't reserved for the elite or those with overflowing bank accounts. It's for everyday people like you and me learning to turn routine expenses
1: into free travel consider us your travel hacking guides. This is Hacking Your Wanderlust. Let the adventure begin. Welcome back to the Hacking Your Wanderlust podcast. I'm your host, Mary Ellen. And I am Joe. We hope you guys are having a great week. We hope that
0: everybody is being successful, sticking to their New Year's resolutions. You know how easy it is to just fall right off that wagon just about as soon as you hop on it. So hopefully that is not the case for our listeners out there. Mary Ellen, tell me
1: about your week, what is going on, what is coming up, anything interesting? Yes, we are about to escape from the cold winter weather. We're going to travel hack our way over to Puerto Rico for a few days. Woohoo! Yeah, it's especially exciting. My husband is Puerto Rican, actually. So for, yeah, it's a meaningful trip for us. That's awesome. I know. The more you know, there's the little star shooting across (laughs) the sky. It's a a special trip for us just because my children, I call them my little Puerto Ricans because they are (laughs) one quarter Puerto Ricans. So cute. My little Puerto Ricans are very curious about their heritage and about... You know, just Puerto Rico and kind of that culture. So we decided it is time for us to go, take them to Puerto Rico and kind of explore and them to learn a little bit more about what they are one fourth Puerto Rican. So that's oh, exciting. Is this, their, this is their first time, then. This is their first time. Oh, yeah. So that's amazing. Their grandfather was born in Puerto Rico. Um My husband was born in the state. So my their grandfather came over to the u s when he was maybe like teenage years, um, and then of course, my husband was born here, so this will be their first time over to Puerto Rico. My husband used to go a lot when he was a kid; he went several times, but um, we're excited to share that with them. We're gonna go that's to that's amazing. We have ferry tickets actually. We're really excited about this specifically. We have ferry tickets over to Culebra Beach in Puerto Rico. And I know that I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's supposed to be one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. So that's kind of I think gonna <sighs> be the highlight of our trip. I can't wait to see that. You better send me some videos. I'm I have FOMO already. Oh, girl. You know I will, but this is all, again, this is a travel hacking podcast, so I can assure you we're using our Southwest Companion Passes, and we are using Hyatt Hotels, so we're not paying a cent out of pocket for our hotel nights there, so I am pumped. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm so excited for you. What are you doing? What are you doing this cold, blustery winter week?
0: Well, nothing this week in particular, but I do want to share something that I have booked. You know, after we had Heather on, she kind of got my wheels turning for a little Florida escape. And I knew that my daughter had a long weekend for President's Day weekend. I do have to admit that when I first looked at her school calendar, I did not realize that it was President's Day. I just thought it was one of those random things where they, they're they just off Friday and Monday. I was thinking like, oh, teacher work days or whatever. Um, so in retrospect, I've now booked us a holiday weekend in Florida, which is probably going to be insane, but we're going to do it because... I found out you can buy Universal Studios tickets in the Chase portal. Okay. With the points. Awesome. It is a massive point redemption. But as we've talked about, if you have goals and you have places that you want to go, you spend those points and you make those memories. Do not let the value, quote unquote, hold you back. It's going to be- Earn and burn, baby. Earn and burn. That is right. There are always more to earn. So it's going to be okay. It's about 40,000 points for two people- for the one-day two-park passes, which means we can go to the Island of Adventure and Universal Studios, which means we get to go to Harry Potter World, which I've always wanted to go to, never been. Exciting. What's your Uh, house? Oh, Gryffindor. (laughs) And I am the mother of a Slytherin, so let me tell you how that goes.
1: It's a, it's quite a dynamic. I love that you have capitalized on the school holiday because that's such a, a huge issue for people in the travel hacking world. They're like, oh, but when do we go on trips? Our kids are in school. And I know that you and me both maximize every little long weekend or a couple random days off here or there. We can't like, that's what you've got to do when you are working around a school calendar. So good job maximizing a, a break from school. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about
0: it. And, um, you know, I knew we couldn't do Disney quite yet because that takes a little bit more preparation. And I I think we need more days for that. Um, I did want to let everybody know that after we recorded that episode, uh, Disney tickets became available in the Chase portal. So I'm not sure what the redemptions are like, but definitely go check that out. I think for me with the Universal Studios, I'm saving um, a little bit more than $500 with this um, redemption. So that's great because I don't have $500 laying around that we can just blow on a trip. So I'm also going to get some uh, gift cards between then and now for like food in the park. We're staying at a Hyatt literally across the street and I believe it was eight thousand points a night um, that which is awesome is yeah it's crazy you can shuttle right over um we're flying Southwest and they the Hyatt has free breakfast so Love it. I just feel like it's really lining up to be a fun little uh trip I mean we're gonna have to really pack it into that one day in the park. I am thinking about doing a bank bonus to potentially um Look into line skip passes, mm. because when you're think- just there for one day on a holiday weekend,
1: yeah, you might as well get get the passes so that you can really take advantage of it. I've been thinking about a bank bonus too, to pay for some upcoming things that you know, just aren't great with points, but you need mm-hmm. cash also for travel. So I love that bank bonuses can really help with that.
0: Yeah, I love them too. I'm always trying to scan for the ones that are kind of easy to get and don't require anything really drastic, like holding $15,000 in in an account or something like that. Right, right. So... That is my week. That is what I have booked, and I'm really excited to share that with you guys. But we're going to transition over to what we are actually here to talk about today. We are going to have our dear friend Candace here in a few moments. She's our wonderful internet friend. We've met so many amazing internet friends in this travel hacking community, and she is also a travel advisor. We are so excited that she agreed to come on today. She's going to talk us through some upcoming trips we have planned. So without further ado, we are going to bring Candace in. Yay, Candace. Candice, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got into being a travel agent and travel hacking, and what you offer clients? We want to know everything.
2: Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be on and and being here. Absolutely. Love um, talking anything travel related. So I'm very excited to be here. So thank you for that. Um, I'm a travel advisor, aka travel agent. I work with um, a travel boutique travel agency called Passports and Footprints. Um, we're based out of Texas, but of course, we service clients all over the world. So, um, what we do is basically I work with families. I specialize in family travel. And so, I help busy families plan their dream vacations that they want to go on. So, if they don't have the time or the resources, I step in and, and help them out.
1: Oh, speaking of that. not having the time. Hello, busy <laughs> families everywhere. Yes. I can see. Oh my gosh, that would be so valuable because planning trips really does take a lot of effort. And it's fun for some people, but sometimes you're so busy. So I know that you must be a
2: huge help for busy families. Yeah. As you guys know, it takes like hours and hours to like plan the details of a trip. And some people really enjoy that. And other people are like, I just want to go on vacation and not stress about it. You know, the busy mom life you know, it always falls on the moms. So planning the vacation for the family of five, it's, you know, it gets to be overwhelming. So yeah, that's where, that's where we step in.
1: Awesome. Now you personally do travel hack a little bit. So tell us what was your first travel hacking card and maybe what's your favorite card for travel hacking?
2: Yes. So I do dabble in the travel hacking. Mostly I use my travel hacking for flights just because um, I feel like there's more wiggle room and deals with hotels so and the flights are kind of they are what they are. but mm-hmm. I do travel hack. Um, my first card was the Chase sapphire Reserve.
1: And nice. we did the
2: Yes, we did the welcome bonus. and I was actually able to hack my way to Hawaii. I've done it twice. Wow I um, love that. My first one, I went with my husband. And then my second one, I actually uh, went with my mom. I took my mom. I surprised her with a trip for Mother's Day to go to Hawaii. So Um, best daughter ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great because I don't think I would have been able to do that at that time of my life um, without travel hacking and without these bonus points. So uh, it was really great. So I love definitely, that you used
1: it as a gift for her. Like you, you obviously were going to enjoy the trip yourself, but what a really cool way to use points to, you know, show love to someone else. That's awesome.
2: Right. Yeah. And because I had that, you know, big welcome offer, I was able, I was able to to take somebody with me to, that hadn't been able to experience it before. So definitely that was a really good sign up bonus. Um, and then my. F- Favorite cards right now are the Southwest cards because mm-hmm. of the Companion Pass promo that's going to be happening. So that's, like I said, f- I love to travel hack flights. So really the Southwest is really key right now.
0: Oh my gosh. It's it's kind of our favorite. How did you get into being a travel advisor? Is that the preferred term now? Has that kind of shifted? Is travel agent not really a thing anymore?
2: I mean, it is. They're interchangeable, but- okay. uh, Travel Advisor is, you know, more of a working with the clients versus booking the trips and it's, you know, really walking them through building the itinerary, what do you want to do, getting to know the client to kind of build the perfect vacation. Uh, So they're really interchangeable, but we go by Travel Advisor.
0: I like that. Well, I'm curious, (laughs) was this always a thing you knew you wanted to do? Did you just fall into it? How did you get into this
2: world? Yeah. So it's always been, you know, I always wanted to do something travel related because I have I love to travel, very adventurous, see new places, and I was just looking for something that allowed me to to travel, but also talk about travel and help people, you know, See the destinations they want to see, especially for families. I think it's intimidating to travel with young children. I mm. have a young child of my own, and so I think that's intimidating for people to to get out there to fly with babies, to fly with young kids. So I wanted to show people that hey, like life in traveling doesn't end after you have a family. It's just truly just the beginning. So amen. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yes. I was so worried when I had kids that, cause I had kind of a, I've always had this independent wanderer spirit and wanting to go places. And that was like a big thing for me to get over when I had my first child that, Hey, your life does not end. You just have this person that you get to take on adventures with you. Exactly. So I, I totally feel you on that. <laughs> now let's see. For Hawaii, I know that you've mentioned just because we have talked a little bit about it. You have travel hacked Hawaii. Tell me some of the value, because you told me once about a redemption value that was insane. Tell the listeners about that because it was just
2: so cool you have to share. Yeah, so I quote trips all the time for people. Uh and I was I was looking at a similar trip that i had travel hacked and then looking for one for our clients and the difference is about eighteen thousand dollars of <laughs> of travel that i was able to get Joanna's um, jaw is on the floor it right is now <laughs> all the way down yeah, on the and floor. And I'll be honest, I think the resort that I travel hacked was even nicer than the one that they went to. I mean, and we're talking five-star resort. So, yeah, it was a great trip. Oh, to, maybe to I honest. need
0: to be talking to you about my honeymoon next year cuz yes, I have yes. a lot of destinations potentials on that list, but Hawaii's definitely one of them and now I'm now I'm very curious.
1: We yeah, might have I to we might have to talk.
2: I <sighs> love it. It's great.
1: Yeah. I've never okay. been,
2: but I'm where excited. Where did you
1: stay? Just I'm curious where you stayed in Hawaii. Which islands?
2: Oh, I've been to Maui and Oahu. So um, I've been okay. to both Maui with my husband and then Oahu with my mom.
1: Did you have a preference between the two or are they just both
2: magical in different ways? Yeah, they're magical in different ways. If I, if I had to choose, I would probably choose Maui.
1: Okay. Yeah. A uh, little secret, little known secret, <laughs> this travel hacking and mama just dropped some chase points over to Hyatt for the Hyatt Regency Maui. And I am pumped. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to check out Maui later this year and I'm really excited. So I'm glad to hear that you liked
2: it. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great hotel too. Oh, Okay. Awesome. So
1: I want you to put back on your travel agent hat because we. Advisor, some... Mary Ellen. Oh, travel gosh. advisor. They're interchangeable. It's fine. <laughs> I, should, <laughs> I should understand this. We have had the similar thing happen. So we're foster parents, but okay. they tried to make us change the term to resource parents. So we're oh. technically resource parents, not foster parents. You know, there's always new lingo for everything. Yes. So I am so sorry. Travel advisor, Candace, put your travel advisor on. <laughs> Joanna has a trip coming up and you need to help her out because she is going to Chicago. So this is we're kind of quizzing you here. We're gonna throw some destinations out, and I want you to help us plan trips. So do you have anything that you can think of that someone should not miss out on in
2: Chicago? Well, I was born and raised in Chicago, so it is my, my hometown. I love it there. Uh there's so much to see, so much to do. And I would say probably the number one thing that people do there is to do an architectural tour. So Chicago is known for like the beautiful buildings, all the architecture. So you can either go on a boat, tour on the Chicago River, or in the summertime, people kayak on the Chicago River. Oh, um, Of course, Millennium Park and the Bean is, can't be missed. Now, currently, the Bean is under construction. So I know people that have traveled from long distances to see the bean up close and you can't get up close to it right now. Oh Uh, no, (laughs) this is important knowledge. (laughs) So it's going to be reopening, I think in sometime in 2024, but right now you can see it from a distance. You just can't get up super close. There's also Navy pier. And of course, like the food there is just incredible. It's like the best pizza in the world. I know don't come for me, Mary Ellen, but I know (laughs) Chicago pizza is like the best. So tons and tons of food options.
0: I love Chicago pizza. I am a huge fan. I think I went somewhere called when I was, oh my gosh, I was probably like 18 or 19 visiting Chicago. I went to somewhere called Lou Malnati's. Is that a good one?
2: Oh, yeah. One? I thought it was delicious. Yeah, it's it's my favorite for sure. If you're going to go Chicago style, Lou I think is the have best. Have
1: you guys, this is a side tangent. Has anyone ever used Gold Belly? And if you have an Amex Gold, I can tie this into travel hacking, you can get your monthly Dining credit can be used at goldbelly.com. But you it's this place where you can order from restaurants all over the U.S. So you can, like, order from a Chicago restaurant a Chicago-style pizza. Has anyone ever – am wait, I the who's heard of
0: this? You can order, yeah. like, to your home wherever
1: you live from somewhere else. Yes. So, like, if you have, like, oh man, what? there's this bakery in New York that we loved this cannoli that they have. Like, there are restaurants on there from all over the world and they have figured out how to send their product. Now, obviously, I guess what? you have to cook the pizza. Yes. I have looked because they advertise, you know, this Chicago style pizza on it. And I'm like, hmm. and I have known one of my good friends did that. She lived in Chicago for a while mm-hmm. and they found their favorite restaurant to get pizza from. They sent it from Chicago to. <laughs> there where they live it's crazy well,
0: oh. after I go, I think I'm gonna have to be careful because I'm sure I'm gonna eat some things that I'm gonna be tempted to spend ridiculous amounts of money <laughs> on to ship it to my house. <laughs> and actually, Candace already knows about my trip to Chicago because she is the one who inspired me because she was posting on her Instagram about the Chicago Christmas markets. And of course, this episode is airing after Christmas. So you guys are gonna have to wait till next year to visit some of these. But I was so inspired by this magic that is only four and a half hours from where I live, that that's what kind of inspired me to put this whole thing together. And then, of course, I reached out to you and you had all kinds of great ideas for me. Um, But I was wondering if you have anything specifically not Christmas related that um, maybe middle school children would be interested in. Because I'm looking at these architecture tours and I'm thinking, Is this something that a sixth grader is going to get into?
2: (laughs) No, yeah, probably not architecture, but there's a ton of Chicago is also known for the museums. And now when you when you hear museum, you're like, okay, boring, but they're not. They're not boring. They're targeted towards, you know, the learning and experience for middle schoolers because there's a ton of field trips that go there as well. So there's the Art Institute of Chicago that has the famous Lions uh, out front. And then there's the Museum of Science and Industry. There is the Field Museum with the big replica of um, the Tyrannosaurus Rex.
1: Oh, cool!
2: Also, the Shed Aquarium. So, tons of stuff to do for people of all ages, really. Also, I don't know if you guys are into Starbucks, where a lot Uh, of like middle school girls are, like they want to get their coffee and walk around the city. They have a Starbucks Reserve there. It's like four floors. It's really pretty and incredible.
1: So oh, I, I have, have, have to write that girls. down right yeah, now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Starbucks right where, Reserve. Uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, there's only a few of them um, across the world. So, and one of them is in Chicago. It's it's so beautiful. So I check that out. Um, that coffee yes. in the winter. Let me tell you, middle
0: school middle school girls and Starbucks is always the right choice. In fact, these kids are going to order me out of house and home with their Starbucks orders. It's insane.
2: Well, that's, that's why I thought of it, because I knew you're going with uh, y- your girls, uh, your, your daughter and her friend. And that's what I like to do for people and like clients is I like to customize like, OK, well, what what type of people are going? And then because everyone doesn't like to do the same things. And so really kind of customize it for for people. So I know these middle schoolers are going to love the Starbucks reserve. It's probably going to be the highlight of the trip. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think you're actually right. I think it will be. And I'm so excited because I still hadn't completed my itinerary. There's just so many choices and I get a little overwhelmed. And I was also wondering, so if you're using a travel advisor, are there ways to get good discounts, not only on like where you're staying, but on your excursions
2: and your museum entry? And is that stuff that you do? So we do So we do work with hotels and flights and then excursions. So mm. we book basically everything, excursions and tours. We work with um, tour companies that we kind of A to Z. We can plan everything, anything for you, really. Um, some people like to choose it on their own or when they get there, they don't know quite what they want to do. They don't like to have everything planned out. Mm-hmm. But if you are a planner and like to have everything planned out, we can do it that way too.
0: All right. Well, you've got me really excited for this entire thing. I would love to know if you have any specific hotel recommendations and maybe things that you would personally book for a client as a as a travel advisor and then maybe also things that you have seen that can be travel hacked well. like I want I want to know both sides of that coin.
2: You know in Chicago, lo- like location 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 is the most important thing because a lot of the hotels, even a three- star hotel, Is going to be beautiful in Chicago. That's just they're just built different. The hotels are very nice there, and it's really about the location. So you are going to want to get a prime location in Millennium Park, um, Magnificent Mile, depending on what you want to do. If you want to do a lot of shopping, hit Michigan Avenue. So you want to you most important is you want to hit the area. Um, Mm. Some of my favorite hotels are I like the Gwen, which is a Marriott property. I like the Intercontinental Hotel. Uh, I like the Sof Hotel, I think that's how you say it. Sofotel. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like – those are like my top three that I – because you can – they're very – they're nice, but they don't break the budget. Because, mm. so, you know, Chicago is an expensive city. So uh, those are the areas – the most important is the area. And then those three hotels, I think, are the ones I recommend the most to people. That-
0: that's great. And like Marriott properties are, you know, that's a that's an easy one to travel hack, I think. Mm-hmm. I am staying in the Chicago Athletic Association Hotel, which is a Hyatt okay. property across from Millennium Park. So, I don't know okay. if you know what that is. It was yeah, between that location. and the Park Hyatt for me, so I wasn't oh, I okay. don't haven't been to either of these places, so it's kind of hard, which is another reason a travel advisor is so great because when I'm just looking through properties online and trying to judge it by the picture and where it is and maybe some trip advisor reviews, that can be overwhelming. So I love hearing firsthand from somebody who knows, who's experienced, who's had clients go there. That's so, so helpful that you offer that to people. Um, And you certainly helped me shape this trip. So I'm very,
2: very excited. Yeah, it's good to have... Firsthand experience because you know, pictures sometimes lie on the internet. You get there and you're like, This is not what it looks like in person. You're like, so, this hotel catfished me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, to have someone like, Oh, I've been there, or I know, you know, we work with a bunch of travel agents in our uh, agency. So, someone's been there because we've all been everywhere. So, it's oh, nice I love that. Of, it's a network feedback, right? Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, okay. Now it is Mary Ellen's turn. She is planning a trip to Southern California to visit some national parks up there. So, Mary Ellen, maybe you tell us a little bit about what your plan is, and then we can have Candace give you some ideas.
1: Okay. So, this is our tell us if we've gone way out in left field, Candace, and this isn't going to work. But we're planning to fly in. We have Southwest Companion Pass. So, we're going to take advantage of that. We're going to fly into LA first stop is going to be Channel Islands National Park. Then we're going to, in theory, do a day at Universal Studios specifically for Nintendo World. Mm -hmm. And then a day at Joshua Tree National Park and kind of making our way down to San Diego, maybe for the zoo. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, we have Hyatt properties kind of booked along the way with our chase points. So
2: is this doable (laughs) <laughs> I think I think that's doable. I mean, I definitely think you should make your way down to San Diego. it's uh, Definitely my number one place that I recommend for people to go with a family. It's there's so much to do for kids and it's so much free things to do, too. So Ooh, that's I need to awesome. hear about those. <laughs> yeah. So you're like free what? Free 99? So, I'm sorry. Oh. What did
1: you say? Free? <laughs>
2: Yeah. So, of course, there's like beaches galore there. There's a million beaches. Uh, there's tons of hiking to do, parks to go to. So it's it's a good place that you can just get out and explore the outdoors without spending a ton of money. Now, you can spend a ton of money by going to, you know, things like there's SeaWorld there, there's the zoo. But not only is the zoo, have you heard of the um, San Diego Wildlife Safari Park? Someone mentioned it to me, but I
1: don't know a lot about it. So tell me, is it a, which one should we do if we can only do
2: one between the zoo or safari park? Oh, God, that's hard because I love them both. Um, uh, I mean, the zoo is classic. It's world famous. It's very big. So get your walking shoes. But the safari park is more, you know, the wild animals. You go on the tram, almost like you're on a real safari and you go around. It's a totally different experience. Um, You're going to see like the big, the big wild cats, the animals, and then the zoo is more like uh, you know, indoor enclosures and playgrounds and play areas. So, if you have a a, a spread of ages of your children, I think probably the San Diego Zoo is going to be your best bet. Okay. Yeah. Now
1: tell me, we are thinking about Universal, like I said for the Nintendo World specifically. That's kind of the draw for us mm-hmm. there. But tickets on the website for Mm -hmm. Universal are outrageous. Uh, Mm They are very expensive. So it has a second guessing, is this worth it? Do we want to do this? Do you have any tips in mind for where to get cheaper tickets to Universal? Or what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, unfortunately, the theme parks, the tickets, they are what they are. That's how you see that at Disney, you see that at Universal, Hollywood Studios. It's just kind of like, they, they know they can get the price and that's it. You know, we work with vendors that sell the tickets as part of a package with the hotel and, and tickets. So you can get a little bit of a discount there, but honestly, it's it's not much. So it's one of those things where if you could save money elsewhere and then apply your, what mm. you're planning on spending to the tickets is kind of what you have to do.
1: Yeah, I'm debating whether to use my Venture X points and cover some of it. Maybe looking at portals. What tickets can I get through portals? So I'm kind of debating whether or not this is worth it for a ton of points. It's one of those things that we definitely love national parks, free hikes, free travel, pretty views. Like I prioritize that over theme parks, Mm -hmm. but theme parks are one of those things that, you know, just every once in a while you need to do it. Your kids love it. You know, it's, it's not my idea of fun, but it is for my kids. So is it worth it? And is it, do you
0: know, like, is that really something you would want to do just for one day? Or is that something that you, I mean, I'm not sure if you, this is something that you help people with, but. Do you need to have multiple days to really get the most out of it, or can you just pay for a one-day ticket and it's going to be enough for everybody?
2: I think Universal Studios one day you can do.
0: Okay, yeah, it's I know be people say, day, but right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know people say for Disney, people are like, you need at least two days. So,
2: yeah,
0: yeah Disneyland okay. just to, is
2: a little different. You can probably, do, you know, Disney World is like huge. You, mm-hmm. you can spend four days there. Disneyland's a little bit more manageable, especially with younger kids. Um, you can. I mean, ideally, people go for more than one day, but you can do it in a day. It's going to be busy. But you can do it.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know, Mary Ellen. I think you should do it. <laughs> I don't think my family knows how to. The word vacation implies some kind of relaxing. I think our average (laughs) trip that we go on as a family, you get about 20,000 steps per day. I've never known what it's like to go and be relaxing and take a restful trip. That's
0: so funny. Yeah, you literally just did that in New York. You just packed it all in. Um, What about hotels in the San Diego area? Actually, really, I know San Diego is your kind of your bread and butter. So, not even just hotels, just give us like what you would book for a client that said like I want to go to San Diego for a week and I want you to make it awesome. Just tell us what that would look like.
2: Yeah, well, I would have to know what kind of vacation you're looking for. Are you looking for a beach vacation? Do you want to do like a beach rent re- beach rental like on the beach? Yes. Or do you want to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of beach rentals, but also there is the Hotel Del Coronado, which is (sighs) so amazing right now, especially in winter. They've got a full ice skating. It's great. But um, so I love the Hotel Del. That's like my number one. That's on Coronado. And so if you want to stay in La Jolla, it's on the complete opposite side of San Diego. So those are my two favorite spots, Coronado and La Jolla. They're just spread apart. So okay. it depends on, you know, which area you really want to stay. But I also love to stay in La Jolla. That's like probably my number two spot that I would, I would choose. Or you can stay in the middle and do like more of the downtown scene in the gaslight, um, gas lamp district and do, you know, a little Italy and more of the the city life of San Diego. So it's, there's a little bit of everything there. That's why I said it's great for everybody because you can make it as expensive or inexpensive as you want. And you can do like full beach bum or you can get, um, you know, theme parks in, anything you really want to do, you can do.
0: Um, I know that when I went to San Diego, which was years ago, I did an ocean kayaking excursion and got to see, um, okay, were they sea lions or seals? I'm not actually sure. Um, But that was really cool. Do you have any unusual um, experiences like that that you like to recommend to people in San Diego?
2: Well, La Jolla is known for their, um, it's called Seal Beach, but they are actually sea lions. So to answer your question, they are sea lions. Okay, I
0: was in La Jolla, so maybe that's why I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, if you want to see the sea lions, they're all over La Jolla and La Jolla Cove. So you can kayak um, in the waters there and see all the sea lions and they're not friendly so don't go up to them just (laughs) view them from a distance but if you want to see the sea lions they're definitely there um and in the winter time there's whale watching too so you can (gasps) do a whale watching tour um i think it's between november and like march is the whale watching season like it peaks right about you know december and january so like right about now um so that's a really popular thing to do too
0: oh whale watching is on my bucket list maybe i should just mary ellen can i come with you Yes. Okay. I'm going to fit in your suitcase so I don't have to use points.
1: (laughs) Candace, I know you mentioned something that we love, the Southwest Companion Pass. So we've talked a little bit about different strategies that people use to get the Companion Pass. So Mm -hmm. what strategy are you going with to
2: earn the Companion Pass this year? Okay, so I've done the Companion Pass twice, so I did it in – I qualified in 2019 with the Chase – with the Southwest Rapid Rewards, and I actually got it for three years because 2019 – 2020. And they deli- they extended it because ah, of 2020 ah. all the way into 2021. So I had three years of a companion pass. That's awesome. amazing. Plus a child under two. So we were like, whole oh, <gasps> family's flying for free. Wow. it was great. Um, That's then the this best. This year, I'm going to qualify again starting in January for the Southwest Companion Pass for 2024 and 2025. And this time I did two business cards. So obviously I have a travel business. So I was, you know, I opened two business cards through my travel business in order to get the amount of points that are going to be needed. So I have everything set. I'm just waiting to do the final spend Mm -hmm. in January, the last couple hundred dollars. So I don't go over. Um, And then once in January, I'll do the final spend so that I can qualify for two years of buy one, get one flights. This Southwest. is so
0: exciting because that's my plan for how I'm doing it. Because of my 524 status, I have to do the two business cards. But I haven't actually met anyone in real life that's done it that way. And I have to admit that I've been a little nervous about actually getting both business cards. Like, I I don't know if Southwest can be a little mean about, like, why do you need both of these? So um, did yeah. you do them both under the same business or did you do – did you do them as two separate or was one a sole proprietor? I would love to know that.
2: Yes, I did them under the same the same business. Now, it did trigger a fraud alert. Oh, <laughs> so they called, that. They saw, you know, I had opened two business cards within, I think I did one in November and then I waited 30 days. I did one in December. So it was just, a, you know, a, a message saying, hey, is this, are you really opening two credit cards? Is this really you? So I just got on the phone and said, yep, that's really me. And then they approved me right there over the phone. Oh, so it wasn't okay. a big deal. It was just, you know, they wanted to just cross check everything of like, are you really opening two cards so close together?
0: Yes, Not <laughs> too scary. that Yes, I am yes. always. I love the every 30 days. I know some people like to wait 90. I'm way too impatient for that. Okay. Well, that gives me a lot of hope that I'm going to be okay. I'm waiting till January 1st to open the first um, business card because I am currently at 524. So- Okay. <laughs> it's so sad, but that uh, January 1st, a card falls off. So then I can do it. And so then I hope I will be just like you and be able to
1: fly someone anywhere with me for two years. We What's on that. your list, Candice? How are you going to use your companion pass? I know you Ooh. must have some some places in mind to go this year, taking advantage of it.
2: Yes. Um, I... We're definitely going to go somewhere for our uh, 10-year anniversary. We don't know Aww. where yet. That's in April. So I'm going to go with me, my husband, and my son. So I'm going to bring my son as my companion. And then I guess my husband will tag along too. It is our anniversary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he but gets then, to come.
2: Yeah. But then in June, we actually have a really big trip for our, our anniversary. We're going to Tahiti and Bora Bora and Morea, the French Polynesian wow. Islands. Um, So we're not going to use Southwest. Southwest doesn't fly to Tahiti. Right. But but they fly out of LAX. So we're going to use our Southwest companion pass to get to LAX and then fly your Tahiti over there. That's
0: perfect. I love companion pass for a position. A little
2: bit of savings, you know. I mean, that's an expensive trip, but you can save somewhere, you know.
1: And that brings up a good point that um, our listeners may be learning about is sometimes you do need to take positioning flights. So I love that you can use your companion pass, do a positioning flight to an airport where you can get a better deal on points or cash for whatever international flight that you want to use. So that's a great use of the companion pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, before we wrap up, I am
0: curious, what is your favorite place that you've ever been? And I know that that's a difficult question. So if you want to give me a couple, because you can't decide, that's okay.
2: Oh, let's see. Okay, so the, my favorite place I've ever been is probably the Amalfi Coast in Italy. <gasps> um, So that is the place. But my favorite travel memory, I like to always talk about that, is I was able to go to China and hike the great wall of China. Wow. So that was like epic travel memory um, that I absolutely loved. And it was like such a once in a lifetime experience. So those are probably my top two. That's a great
1: distinction too, Mm -hmm. like favorite place you've been, but then also favorite travel memory. I love Mm -hmm. that.
0: Yeah. I kind of want to start asking everybody that question. That was (laughs) so good. Thank you for being here today and sharing your wealth of information with us. We are so delighted to have you. And I would like for you to share with our listeners where they can find you so that they can use you to book their travel as well and just follow your fun content on Instagram.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok under the same handle travel by Candice, T-R-A-V-E-L by B-Y Candace, Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E. Um, I post travel deals. I post travel tips. I do a travel tip Tuesday, every Tuesday. Um, and then I also, of course, travel humor because everyone loves the needs a laugh once in a while. So you can absolutely out there.
0: That is perfect. And we were also, we're going to be starting a new segment that we are calling Fun to Follow, where you give us the name of one or two um, travel hacking accounts or travel accounts that you think are really beneficial to people that you love to follow and that we should direct our listeners to as well.
2: Sure. Well, besides you guys, which are two of my favorites, (laughs) because no, no, for real, because I think travel hacking can be kind of overwhelming if you don't know where to start. And some of the bigger accounts, there's like so much lingo that people don't know. They're like player one, player two, do this, 524, like all of these things. And sometimes you're just kind of like, it kind of swarms in your head. And to have somebody really break it down if you're just beginning, I think is really key and great. And I think you guys do a really good job of that. Thank you. So you're definitely one of my top favorites. Um, And then Another creator that I really like, her name is Amanda. So it's, her handle is Amanda.exploring. And she's the one that really sold me on the travel or the Southwest Companion Pass. And she really broke it down of exactly how to do it and time-wise and planning. So she's a great one that I like to follow too. Um, she posts a lot of awesome. funny stuff too. And like mistake fares, like, a lot of flight information. Because I said, I use most of my travel hacking for flights. So she's big on that.
0: That's fantastic. Thank you so much. We are both I know excited to go follow her as well. So thank you again for being here with us today.
2: Yeah, Mary. thank you for having me. It was fun.
1: Yeah, we really appreciate you, Candace. Thank you for all of your wisdom and I am going to be go dig into my San Diego, Southern California trip now and see what I can tweak based on your recommendations. I know the same for me with Chicago. I think uh, you might find me in your DMs with
0: a few more questions (laughs) in the next couple of days. Sounds good. Okay. And as always, you guys, um, please follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening, and give us a five-star review that goes such a long way in boosting us up the algorithm. There's been a number of you already who have done that, and we appreciate it so much. And if you have any feedback or praise or love that you want to share, you can even type up a review on there and we would love to see what you have to say about the podcast. We are enjoying your feedback so much online, so we would love to see it over there on the podcast apps as well. Joanna, I have
1: got to give a little shout out before we close up, wrap this episode. I was looking and on our kind of analytics for the podcast, we have a listener, our first international listener, whoever you are. We see you Belgium. In the house. (laughs) I was so excited to see that. It was like, you know, the United States is obviously our primary market, but we are now international, baby. I don't know if it's a VPN and it's someone in the US, but I'm just going to embrace the fact that Belgium is in the house. If you are that listener from Belgium, please shoot us an email. We want to know. We are so excited that you are joining us and that everyone is joining us. If you decide that maybe the Venture X card is right for you that we talked about today, would you consider using the link? It will be in the show notes and that goes a long way to helping us out. So thank you for listening. Consider using our link or if you have a family or friend that also has that card or any of the cards that we mentioned, make sure don't Google, use a family or friends link, share the love.
0: That's right. Never Google. Always find a link that you can use. Thank you guys for being here and we will see you next time.